Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 109 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Long weekend is here. I'm recording this on Friday, so I don't know how my long weekend... Woke up to snow today here in Saskatoon. Good times. Um, I mean, it's gone now, but still, when you walk out and you see snow in your car, it's a little... You know, kind of a little eye-rolling, not going to lie, but uh, here we are. No one wants to hear us complain about the weather. How's everybody doing out there? Playoff hockey is here, for those so inclined. Oh, and come, of course, with that becomes the extra idiocy of social media and plenty of crying here in the last few days. Uh, Some scary incidents and... uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Felino and uh, his decision and, um, you know, as well as, uh, you know, I, I, I figured I'm going to come up with a checklist so you can, can, you can learn how to be a classy hockey fight fan because you always want to be classy. You know, you want to respect that code. And, you know, and I, and I sometimes think, you know, I'm a part of these Facebook groups and I'm on the outside looking in because I, you know, sometimes I kind of get deemed not very classy. So, um, I've studied, I've read up, followed some of the masters of these groups and what, what is deemed classy. So I am going to give you my, my esteemed listeners, uh, the, uh, the 411 of, uh, is that what you say? The, the, the 401? 411? Yeah, the information. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give you the, the deets, the details, as the kids say, about how you can be a classy hockey fight fan. So you will not receive those brutal replies about not getting it 
and not having a clue. You don't get it, brah? You don't want those. You know, you don't want to wake up to a, to a flood of notifications of, of how dense you are. Because, you know, times change, man. This isn't the 80s. If you want to get with the times, you're going to listen to old Darren here. You know, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fill you in. I'm not going to, see, that's the thing. That's, that's the difference between myself and these other podcasters. They'd want to hold on to this information. Myself, I will share it with the listeners. So we can all come and enjoy and bask in this wealth of knowledge in these Facebook groups. Like no one wants to look silly on with uh, on Twitter in the in the hockey Twitter world. So I'm going to give you the lowdown on how to fit in. All right. So yes, we're going to do that. And uh, oh, and as well, we're going to talk about some some hockey fight videos and uh, and yeah. Just a general uh, saunter through the Sunday on the long weekend. Thank you for tuning in and taking the ride with me, you know, for your audio pleasure. So now, crack a beer or whatever you're drinking, Perrier. Probably Perrier because I have very sophisticated fans. And the only beer is craft beer. Except for that, although Mud Show down in Florida, he quit drinking. I was going to say he'd be drinking Bush Light, but... No, he's he's uh, he's probably drinking something with a with a hint of lemon, you know, and I mean, and Joe, I mean, Joe's you know, warm water and 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 dry toast at this point, so you know what he's doing, what he's got going. So, and then Jay in Iowa, I mean, he's already drunk, so I mean, there's no point in even talking about that. So, but other than that, I I mean, that pretty much covers the listenership, I would think. But uh, but for a few of you that tuned in, stumbled in by accident, perhaps. Let's get at it. Uh, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Over 50 shows on the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. And if your team is one of the playoff teams, um, they will be busy podcasting. Talking about the goings-on as game from game to game. And uh, yes, so tune into that. Uh, as well as there's always new shows getting started up on the network. Um, from a me- mental health type show. Um, you know, uh, former players. Uh, of course, you got Terry Ryan on the network as well. Um, lots of stuff for for to check out. So roam around the Hockey Podcast Network and see what you find. And uh, I think you'll find something that interests you. Um, also, for my off-network friends, the aforementioned Joe, Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles. He is an Islander Enforcer-based podcast um, with a tremendous back catalog. Mick Fakota, Eric Bolton. Uh, Dean Ewan, Jason Strudwig, Aaron Asham, on and on. Um, Joe does great work. Um, he, uh, he he had Rod Dalman on. You know, last week, I don't know, stuck in a rerun. Who knows what's coming up this week. I, I don't know what's going on over in New York, really. He's put he's posted pictures of Ziggy Palfy, and I, I think he escaped the home. I don't know if he's just wandering around aimlessly. I, I'm not quite sure. If anybody sees somebody walking around, a, a large fellow looking confused, wearing a Ziggy Palfy jersey somewhere on Long Island, um, he will only if he's wearing that jersey, he will only answer to shampoo. That's just what that's what he is. That's what he does. So um, he might have a plastic little figurine in his hand, and he might be talking to it. So don't be afraid, but approach carefully. Like I said, refer to him as shampoo. 
maybe su- maybe suggest you have uh, uh, a game used Dean Ewan stick in your trunk, and he will follow you, and we can get him back to safety. I'm looking out for you, Joe. We're we're worried about you. You're throwing in reruns. No one hears from you anymore. I don't know what's going on out there, but he'll probably and he'll probably have a coffee mug with a with a very accurate drawing of his face on the on the coffee mug, wandering around Long Island. So hopefully, you know, I, I like I don't want to see him end up on the back of milk cartons or anything, you know. So I'm concerned about him. So, but if you if you run into him, let me know. Send me a private message. I'm concerned. But in the meantime, he's got a tremendous back catalog. You should check it out. He does bang up job. Joe uh, has been doing this for a while. Um, he's been in the fight game for a long time. Um, in all seriousness, he uh, uh, was a contributor to the Bad Boys books by Stan Fischler, um, as well as the Tough Guy magazines that used to come out uh, once a year. And um, Joe did the rankings. I think this summer, um, I talked to Joe. Unfortunately, mine are packed away. Uh, yes, I'm hopefully I can find it, but if not, in the meantime, I want to talk to someone out there that has the tough guy magazines and I want to get the rankings from them. And, uh, cause I think that would be, I did it on one. It was the one with, uh, twist with the boxing gloves on the front cover. No, 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 it was with, uh, Grimson on the front cover. I did, um, I did the, the top 25 from that magazine. So, and I believe there was like five or six issues. Um, yeah, so I want to, I want to kind of over the summer, um, as content becomes a little light, um, I think that would be a fun, a fun topic to, uh, to revisit, uh, where the, I, I don't know if Joe would be really thrilled because Joe caught enough shit on the message board days over those rankings. I don't know if he wants to catch more, you know, here we are 20 years later, but, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, um, definitely in the meantime, check out his back catalog. Joe does tremendous, tremendous work. Uh, good dude. Um, you know, despite the Paul Fee jerseys, he's a good dude and, uh, definitely check out his show. Also Dan, Paul and Kelly at the Obey the Puck show and Fred and Dave at the Slewfoot show. Again, a couple current shows. Um, they will be keeping up to keeping you up to date on all the playoff happenings and the, uh, and what's happening in the, uh, in the minors and the NHL and the women's league and the news and notes and, and the gossip and all that stuff. If you want to stay current. Like I always, I'm fond of saying, I listen to their shows so I don't have to watch, but I'm in the loop, ear to the tracks, I know what's coming. Stay informed, check out those shows. My fellow podcasters out there, definitely check them out. Um, off, if you are on social media, why? But if you are, like myself, and you wonder aloud why, definitely check me out on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Facebook, it's spelled, you know, F-O-U-R, you know, T-A, blah, 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 because I couldn't use numbers. Um, but Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as Facebook. Send me a friend's request, uh, a follow, what have you. Um, you know, mostly these days I'm sort of using it as an advertising uh, vehicle um, or a vehicle to advertise, yeah. And um, um, so, I'll, you know, obviously I put the, the show links and stuff like that up. I'm... Um, I'm also sort of on Fridays, um, I, I really would like to uh, sort of bring my back catalog, um, make people aware of it. Um, today I posted a Jeff Rogers, um, I, I believe it was episode 25 that I had with Jeff, because um, that was before I was on Facebook. 
So, um, I was on Twitter, of course, cause it was with the network, but, uh, so everyone on Twitter kind of, not everyone on Twitter, but like I put it up on Twitter for my followers to see already, but, um, when it first happened, but obviously I've, I've only been on Facebook for about two months now. So, um, a lot of my, and there's a lot of people on there that aren't on Twitter. So they, you know, if they haven't checked out the back catalog, um, they they don't know I talked to Jeff Rogers so um or what have you I mean I, last week I put up Joey Tedarenko's um so I'm 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 slowly kind of doing that and putting up the old interviews um to a kind of a newer audience so um please if you haven't uh, definitely check out the back catalog like I said at the start this is episode 109 um every Wednesday I'd like to normally is an interview day and uh and then every Sunday is whatever this happens to be the topics of the day, the shit show Sunday. Usually I'm staring out the window yelling at about something that's pissed me off or, you know, we talk about the rankings or what have you, or, you know, whatever, whatever story happens to come around, or if I find something interesting or what I think is interesting, I'll uh, share it with you guys. So that's usually what the Sunday episodes are all about. But, uh, yeah, um, I was initially for, for the new listeners, I know the old listeners will roll their eyes, so I'll make this quick, but cause I've said this a million times, but I initially had my own website, fourthlinevoice.com, and it crashed. And I was at 40-some episodes uh, when it crashed. So I was, and I, I, I stayed, I, I figured I would retire from podcasting. And about four, four months into my, my hiatus, uh, Isha and Dylan and them got a hold of me from the Hockey Podcast Network and said, well, we have a platform and we'd like to have an enforcer show. Uh, would you like to be on the platform? And I hummed and hawed, and thankfully I said yes. I'm very happy that I did. And, uh, ever since then, uh, which was last, last year, I started early la- April, I believe April 2020, I, I got on the network. I have to check that date actually. Um, but yeah, I will, uh, you know, and then, um, yeah, here we are 109 episodes later, but at the start, um, we initially came up with the concept Wednesday would be my new episode and Sunday I was calling it vault episodes. So I would play. I would up, I'd re-upload, you know, with a new intro, but I'd, I'd re-upload one of my old interviews from my old site. Um, and we just call it the vault episodes. Well, of course, by episode 40 or whatever, you know, they, cause I didn't replay my solo episodes. I just did my player interviews. Um, so about 45, 46 episodes in, I was done all my reruns, so to speak. So, um, but I hadn't joined Facebook yet. So, um, I, I guess, I guess I'll be re- revisiting those on Fridays. I'm still going to do the two new episodes, um, but I think just on Fridays, um, just to throw out on Facebook anyway, um, I will be putting up my older episodes. Um, so this Friday, I put up my Jeff Rogers interview, uh, or today, I put up my Jeff Rogers interview. And uh, Jeff is a lot of fun to talk about, legendary NHL enforcer. Um, so I definitely encourage you to check that interview out if you have not. And and just the back catalog in general. Um, you know, I Marasti, Steve McIntyre, Joe, um, uh, Joey Tedarico's initial interview, um, Josh Mazur, Chris Graf, uh, Frank Kovacs, Kent Staniforth, um, Roman Volpat, Clark Wilm, on and on. And, uh, so Tristan Grant, um, I think I, I, I'll probably put that up next week. Um, but yeah, so I encourage you guys to, uh, if you would check that out and, uh, yeah. And if you, whatever platform you're listening to, whether it be Apple or Spotify, I believe those are kind of the two big ones, or whatever or uh, platform you're listening to the show, could you rate and review uh, my show? You're there anyway. Um, I would really appreciate that. It helps me out in the searches. And 
Yeah, that'd be really cool. And if you could download it, don't stream it, download it. I get paid by the download. No, that's it's just a it's an easier way to track the show for the network guys and just to see where we're at uh, demographic wise and analytic kind of things. But uh, it's true. I also get paid by the download. So streaming it doesn't really help me. So if you're streaming this episode right now, could you stop? Just hit download and then start playing again. I know I'm asking a lot, but it would be greatly appreciated if you did that. But uh, yes, here we go. 15 minutes in, and I'm. Ranting and raving. Oh, and then my video. Well, because this leads into my video topic. Um, also, fourth line voice on YouTube. I have over 2,500 fight videos on there from junior to pro. They're all sorted. Just type in in the little search thing, NHL, OHL, blah, blah, blah. They'll, everything will come up. Um, I've, I think I put up five or six fights last night. Um, throughout the week, all my, st- we're moving right now. We're selling our condo. And we're moving to a house. Well, we got to sell the condo first. Um, it's been on the market three days. I haven't got a call. I've been sweating over here. Although it's been during the week and the weather's been shitty. But hopefully this long weekend we can have a few people come through. And hopefully we can get a couple offers. And uh, we can we can move and get on with things. And get into the new office. The new house in Martinsville. Um, really looking forward to being a... To, uh, you know, the space of the house. And, uh, and, and to unpack all my shit. And I've had stuff that's literally been packed away for... 15 years in my parents' basement because uh, we didn't have enough room in the condo for it. and Or, well, let's be honest, the wife just didn't want to look at it. So, and I, you know, okay. But I have already have a room designated in the house. Um, we have a house verbally agreed to buy. We just need to sell this first and then we can move in with the house. But uh, I have a I have a room in the basement all planned out, the, the podcasting room, and uh, I will have uh, a few shelves for, basically put all my fight nerd shit up and my jerseys and everything else. And I'm, uh, I will definitely put up, uh, uh, I'll take a few pictures for you guys and some video. And, and I'm actually really looking forward to going through some of those old 15 year old boxes. Cause I can guarantee there's shit in there that I forgot I own. So, um, I'm really looking forward to doing that and getting into the house and space and, you know, and all that stuff. Having said that, um, my stuff is packed away. So, um, I'm the whole fight DVD thing. I have a few here because in the meantime, my boy Chris in Vancouver had sent me a stack of DVDs. So that's kind of what I'm going through right now. Because those are the only fight DVDs I have in the house or what he sent me. So, um, and there's about 25, I don't even know how many are on there. A lot anyway. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun going through those. And um, yeah, I've just been putting uh, like 90s stuff up. Um, you know, some 90s, some really good Brad May, uh, Brad May, uh, uh, oh, Luke Richardson and... Um, you know, Gino Ojic and actually a really cool, uh, Gino Ojic, Dennis Bonvi, um, and a really cool rare video of Link Gates and Scott Walker, um, from the Vancouver Canucks camp in 90, was it 93? Um, yeah, so that was really rare, right from the news and it was really, um, I knew it was out there because, um, I had seen the, like Tony had video before, but it was, um, the quality wasn't as good. This was right from the news kit, uh, um, the newscast, so it was like really clear and stuff. Was, you know, it's not like the greatest fight in the world or anything, but um, it's just it's just some rare shit, right? And like a, a number of the comments were like, "Oh, I didn't even know Link played tried out in Vancouver." So it's like it's stuff like that that I want to put on my channel that people, you know, I mean, everyone's seen Probert and Cox and Tasker and Sand and all that stuff. Those are great fights without a doubt, but I mean, everyone's seen them a thousand times. So what does me uploading them do? You know, so um, I try to do uh, fights that are. Um, that not everyone's seen or, uh, especially junior stuff. Um, and going through Chris's stuff here, I mean, he has stuff from, uh, 
you know, the, was it the Pacific International Junior Hockey League, Mike Pete fighting, uh, uh, Steve Tarr and, um, and just, and he had some BC footage on there. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying going through these DVDs and I'll definitely be putting that stuff up on the channel, um, as I go through it. So, um, fourth line, again, fourth line voice on YouTube, um, subscribe to the channel, hit the little bell notification. That way, anytime I put up a fight, you'll get it right away and you'll see it. So, oh, I was going to say, if you, somebody, I don't know this, but I, somebody was telling me if you, if you, if you're a Spotify listener or an Apple or whatever, if you subscribe to the show, apparently you get the episode sooner. Uh, somebody told me that, I guess. I, I don't listen to my own shit, so I have no idea. But um, if that's true, hey, subscribe to the subscribe to the show. That way, you I, I guess you get the episode sooner. I don't know. Whatever. That's what I'm told anyway. So, yeah, there you go. But definitely, the YouTube channel, like I said, 2,500 fights. Um, yeah, and I'll... Uh, you know, as I have time, although YouTube's being a total pain in the ass, and uh, it's a lot, uh, it's not harder to upload videos. It's more steps, and you got to verify this, and submit a rating, and blah, blah, blah. They're making it really annoying. Um, but anyway, it, so it takes a little longer to upload fights, but uh, I'll keep doing it. Um, which leads me to my first sort of rant, if you will. Um, like I said, um I always put stuff up on Twitter because I've been on Twitter for years. Um, but like I said, I just sort of got into the Facebook page for the show. And, um, like I'd been, like, I mean, I have a private, uh, Facebook account. I mean, like pretty much half the world does. Um, I really don't, it's been pretty well dormant though for the last few years. Cause I've said a number of times, I don't know. I just started, especially during the pandemic here, uh, I started scrolling the news feed and like, again, I'm friends with these people, some of them for years and years. And it's like, really, you're that much of a moron now? Like, I don't know what happened to you. So I just got really disgusted reading my news feed. And, uh, like I said, when it's Twitter and it's some yahoo yelling about whatever, and it's, you know, rockstar 83 is yelling about whatever, you know, that's a fate, nameless, faceless person. It's like, okay, whatever dipshit. But when it's friends of yours that, and it's like, it sucks because it's like, well, this person wasn't that moronic when I went to, when I was friends with them. And I, I don't, I'd like to think I don't hang out with stupid people or I'm friends with stupid people, but I'm starting to really question that by some of the shit that they're writing. And, um, and I'm not saying, oh, everyone that I hang out with agrees with my political stance or this or that. I'm not saying that. Actually, when you, you hung out with all similar like-minded people, that'd be kind of boring, actually. But I'm talking like off, you know, out in left field, goofy shit, uh, or right field, whatever, left and right and all that, you know. No, but I'm just talking about like just off the rocker bullshit. I don't have time for conspiracy theory shit. That stuff annoys the shit out of me. You're going to go wear your tinfoil hat and go hide in the closet then and, you know, and worry about the earth's magnetic pole. So make sure to walk barefoot and... I seriously I have a friend talking about that. Well, I, I, I'm starting to question. Uh, I don't know what happened, but whatever. But no, it's conspiracy theory. The Earth's not flat. If you're listening to this and you think the Earth's flat, go hit yourself with a fucking ball peen hammer. Like you're an idiot. But just stupid shit like that. I don't give a shit who you voted for. But if you're wearing like political gear or you got a sticker on the back of your vehicle, you're you're a goof. Like whatever. No one cares. Like, just stop. Enough of that. But, I started a show... 
much to Alec uh, prodding and kept telling me, and he was right, and I should have listened to him way before, um, I started a show Facebook page. Again, another vehicle to advertise. I'm so glad that I listened to him finally and did it um, because it's definitely opened me up to a lot more guest opportunities because there's a lot of guys on Facebook that aren't on Twitter. And, um, yeah, and I'm, I mean, I've gotten my la- number of guests, Marco Cefalo, Derek Reynolds. Um, I won't throw their names out, but they're coming. I hopefully, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm talking to guys and setting stuff up, and, and that wouldn't be possible without Facebook because they're not on Twitter. So um, in that sense, it, Facebook's been really fun. Um, what comes with Facebook, of course, are these groups. The Hockey Brawls group. The Enfor- well, Alex, first and foremost, the Enforcer Appreciation page. Then you got, what is it, Hockey Fights, Hits, and Brawls. Hockey Brawl. I don't know why he had to add hits. I don't know if he must have separated, but they have Fights and Brawls. Then Hockey Hits, Fights, and Brawls. But there's a number. The, and then the Bob Probert fan group, which um, I love Bob Probert. Um, some of the pictures that they put up in that in that group are great. But some of the members are such losers. Um, yes, Thomas, I'm talking to you. Um, these are grown adults that I have their lips permanently on Probert's ass, and it's embarrassing. Um, and there's no, there's no having a discussion or an adult back and forth with them. As was pointed out when somebody was talking about Dave Brown, this is the Bob Probert fan group. We don't talk about other people here. You know, it's just like, what are you talking about? And this, he's a piece of shit. And Bob Probert kill him. And, uh, and like, these are grown adults saying this shit. It's embarrassing, completely embarrassing. So I don't know about that page. And I'm like, oh, for being such big fans. Uh, when I tried to do the fundraiser in there, I got it's got thirteen thousand members or something. Yeah, I had one guy buy the picture from me. You know, one and he turned out he's from Martinsville. You know, so hey, we'll have to hang when I get to move to Martinsville, man. We'll have to go for beers at the Caesar Mill or something, um, or at the sports page. I think that's what it's called, the sports page. Um, but yeah, so it's like, oh yeah, but you're big, big fans. You know, yeah, th- thanks for the support. Um, speaking of which. The GoFundMe, Steve's GoFundMe. Before I go, I'll get into the video thing here in a shortly. I'm all over the place today. The For those on social media, you know what I'm talking about. Steve, my boy there at whenprovertwasking.com, is trying to raise money to bring back the Drop Your Gloves website bigger and better than ever. Of course, that costs money. We all bitch and moan that Drop Your Gloves was gone. We bitched about it for a year and a half that it's been gone. Steve finally decided to do something about it. Went and talked to some computer guys. It's an expensive venture. $10,000 to do it the way he wants to do it with all the videos and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. Um, so we got about half the money raised now. Um, but I know there's a ton of people that I saw bitch continuously that Drop Your Gloves was gone. But yet I do not see their name on the donation page, which is very frustrating. Again, I understand it's tough times for people. I completely understand that. At the same time, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, it all helps. Like I said, in the Enforcer Appreciation Group, as Alec pointed out in one of his posts, there's over 13,000 members of the group. If everyone had given a fucking dollar, the site would be back up and rocking and rolling already. So, what are we waiting for here, boys? Come on. You know, it's... uh. Like I said, every episode, I'm going to chastise people for not donating. Like I said, 
Hey, if you never went to the site before, you're like, what are you talking about? Well, I'm not talking to you. But I know probably 95% of the people listening to this podcast all spent major hours on Drop Your Gloves, checking the fight cards, going down the rabbit hole of a certain fighter, checking out the videos, maybe posting about certain fights in the message boards and what have you. It was mecca for a hockey fight fan. And I know players that looked actively looked at it while they were playing to scout opponents. They have talked about it on my show, some of them. Um, Curtis Gabriel gave money to the to this, you know, uh, Steve Parsons, Derek, uh, uh, Mike Haley, on and on. I'm not going to call out everybody's name, but there have been players that have given the money. Thank you, boys. Kent Staniforth um, gave to my the, the Probert pitcher, and he also gave a healthy $200 donation, 224 pardon me. But, uh, and again, I'm not saying you have to give hundreds or thousands of dollars. No one's saying that. But 20 bucks. You know, I think everybody can afford, a grown adult can afford $20, I'd like to think. You know, I hope so. Um, you know, if you're not on social media, but you're listening to this show and you're like, I don't know, I can't, where is this? Send me an email, hockeyfights at hotmail.com. That's right, I still have a Hotmail account. Hockeyfights at hotmail, all lowercase. Send me an email. Darren, can you send me the link? I'd like to donate. I will certainly do that. Two gentlemen actually did here last week. I'm, I'm, your names are escaping me, but thank you. Um, but yeah, I will send you the link. Like I said, 10 bucks, five bucks, whatever. Let's just get it going. We're stalled here. It's been weeks. You know, we're at about 4,900 bucks. And it's like, really? Like, I, I thought, like, I, I guess naively, I thought, oh, boom, all these fight fans, I see everybody, they'll all want it back because every all these people were bitching for a year that where did it go? And I miss it. And it's great sight. And oh, Steve won't have any problems. And yet here we are, you know. How many months in? Pretty frustrated. But anyway, please give if you can. Now, back to the video thing. All right. <clears throat> I have talked to certain... I'm not going to name the people, but I have talked to people that have video accounts that put up fights. Um, and, and I've talked to people that used to put up fights. You know why they used to? Because uh, not so much on Twitter that I've had this uh, a couple times on Twitter over the years, but for the most part, it's in these Facebook groups. And I go and look, because as a, I'm an, an administrator in two of them, so I can go and look at this person's history and what have you. And it seems to be, it's always some pinhead that never contributes anything, all he does is chirp off in the comments a couple times, but he's never put up a video of his own. He's never put up a picture of anything. He's never started a topic for a discussion. Now, I'm not saying, and again, it's a, it's a message form. It's built for discussion, an opinion. No one's saying you can't do that. That's what, that's what is whole, the whole basis of the, the bedrock of the whole thing. So no one's saying that. If someone puts up something, oh, I was never a fan of him. I, you know, that's fine. But I don't think you have to go on, oh, oh the guy's a piece of shit and he's this and that and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's, there's always that guy. Well, you're going to get, I can tell you in the enforcer group, you're going to get quickly ousted because no one wants that shit. At the same time, we don't need a bunch of sycophants either. Everyone kissing ass. He's the best. He's my favorite. Well, that's fine. But I mean, I, you know, I don't think we need 48 people. This doesn't need to be the Probert fan club where 
everybody just sucks everyone's ass and it's the greatest thing since the county fair. Um, you know, Prober did have flaws. He did lose fights. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know why as adults we can't, well, rational, sane hockey fight fans, and I know many of them, <clears throat> can have that healthy debate. Um, as my LNH, uh, top 10 proved that I can, we can have a debate on whether who could be where and, and its opinion and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's entitled to theirs. You know, and if you think this guy's better, that's fine. But I don't think we have to, I, Jim's better than Joe, that's fine. But I don't think we have to go on about what a piece of shit Jim is because we don't like him. And he's a loser and roid head and monkey, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, oh, okay, like, ridiculous. But there's always going to be that. But to, I'm on a tangent here today, folks. It's Friday, it's a long weekend. I'm drinking some Miller Lights and I'm rambling. But, um, back to the video thing. Um, when a person goes out of their way to, and I'm not just saying it for me, oh, kiss my ass because I put all these fights up. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying this, this is the experience I've had and others have had that are YouTube channel creators or whatever the, you, whatever you want to call us. YouTube calls it create, creators. So we're YouTube creators. Um, you take the time out to go through your fight DVD collection. You upload the fight. You, find if you're really thorough like myself i try to find the date for it i don't just like to put joe versus jim nhl oh i'd like to put that plus the date and whatever goes back to the old drop your gloves thing when the fight cards you know so i wanted to have the fight match up with the fight card blah 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 so i always like to try to find the date when i can drop your gloves made that way but click 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 boom i had the date now it's a struggle sometimes um but anyway i'd like to you know be in have the right date and everything on my labels so it takes some time to upload the clips. I'm not again. I'm not the only one that does this. There's there's plenty out there, and I'm not going to start parroting all the different things. If you're if you've watched fights on YouTube, you, I'm sure everyone has their favorite channels that they go to and subscribe to. You know who I'm talking about. And there's been guys that have been doing it for years. Um, you know, and even in the, and then in the Facebook groups. I mean, George. I mean, that dude is a machine pumping out videos. Um, you know, and there's but there's lots of guys. Davy Boy likes to put out stuff, and John Searson, and what, and Paul at the UK, and whatever. I'm not gonna again. I, I just said I wasn't gonna start naming names, and here I am. But I, I'm friends with a lot of those guys. I talk to a lot of those guys. So when I see them, as not only myself, because I get it too, so it's irritating too. But when I see those guys catch shit for it, um, it's really irritating because I know what goes into making those clips. And there's been a bunch of guys that, that have some really good channels and used to have some really good, or they still have the really good footage, but they don't put it up anymore because fucking idiot decides to, he's going to flap his lips at this, oh, that's a real shitty camera angle. Is that the best footage quality that you have? Like, there's always something. Like I said to the one guy, oh, sorry it didn't come up to your fucking massive expectations. Why don't you put put your version of it up and, you know, Oh, I don't have it. Well, then maybe shut the fuck up. Like, really? So you saw this fight for free that someone else took the time out of their day and their life to upload for free for you to, to for you to view, and you have the fucking nerve to sit there and bitch about the quality. Now, if it's a fight from three weeks ago and there's lines going through the screen, eh, all right, you know, okay. But when it's a fight from the fucking Agrodome in 1982... 
how about we go easy on the fucking, uh, it's not 4K. Yeah, sorry. You know, the fucking Crush Cannon Moose Jaw wasn't rocking HD back in uh, 91. Sorry, sorry, bra. Fuck, really? Like, some of this footage that these guys are, put, like, put out, there was a fight the other night that somebody put out, well, the other night, it was probably weeks ago, but, uh, was it a Gillies fight? It was from the 70s, anyway. It was, like, a 78. You know, I really wish the quality was better. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sure the guy who uploaded it probably wishes the quality was better, too. But it's 1978. Fuck. Like, really? Unbelievable. On a free platform. Where you still have people bitching. Like you just can't be happy. Like I said to the guy the other time. When I put up. It was a Colton or Western Hockey League fight. Well that wasn't the greatest fight. Oh sorry. It didn't meet your expectations. I guess I'll just take it down then. So no one can see it. Or. How about I didn't put it up for you dickhead. Did you notice that Colton or was attached to it? It was for him to see. Or it was, or it's a junior fight between a guy that happens to follow my Twitter account and he played in the BC League. Yeah, no, it wasn't the greatest fight, but it's a chance for him to see himself at 17. You know, now we're here we are 25, 30 years later. Maybe he can show his kids. Hey, here's dad fighting in Vernon. Yeah, no, it wasn't task or send, but no one said it was. But it was an opportunity that I had to share a video for him to see it and get a kick out of. So fuck you and your and it wasn't really that great. Nothing really landed. Oh, thanks there, Don Dumphy. Yeah, you know, the fight doctor here. I, I didn't realize it was CompuStat now. We're you know, we're counting fight punches. Like, shut up, douchebag. So no, see this is the problem. This is, what's that saying? This is why we can't have nice things. No, this is why you have people that get discouraged. And I and I have there's and I'm not going to name them, but I know there's two guys that were very had great footage, and the stuff that they shared and the stuff that they uploaded was things that without them we would never have seen unless we were there. And guess what? They're gone now. They don't do it anymore because of goofs and idiots like that. That bitch. Because I can tell you after you do all this. And I, I mean, for the most part, I just, yeah, okay, idiot, or I'll comment back, you're a moron, or I block him, or whatever. But after a while, it does get, you're human, it gets to you. And I'm not saying you gotta be, oh, come over here and kiss my feet and lick my ass, cause I'm the greatest YouTuber. That's not what this is about. But this is just about having some fucking common courtesy. Again, you don't have to send me, oh, hey, thanks for doing these, bro, and I love the uploads, and you're the best, and no one's saying that. But just enjoy it. If you, th- Hopefully it sparks a conversation. And maybe if you're going to comment, oh, he's great, and oh, that's good left hand, or oh, I saw him fighting, blah, 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 and, and it sparks a conversation. Well, that was the point of the whole video. What's the old say? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I wish some people would have, maybe they didn't, maybe their parents didn't tell them that growing up. But how about this? How about you just shut the fuck up? Like, there's been plenty of fight videos that I've clicked on where the fight sucked, or the quality sucked. Guess what? I just kept going. I didn't comment. I didn't send a direct... I've had direct messages sent to me. Bitching about the quality of a fight video. Or asking why I would bother putting that up. I've had direct messages from people. That's how much... How big of a fucking mouth they have. Or it was just so concerning to them. 
that they had to send me a private message to let me know that that Colton Orr, Ryan Jordy fight quality was just subpar. And they're not really sure why I uploaded it. Again, my response to them is, have you ever found a better quality version of that fight? No. (laughs) So you'd rather not see it at all then? Like, I don't know what the point of this is. No, it's just you have a big mouth and you're, you're useless. See, that's the other thing. It's, it's not like other people that put up fight videos are the ones complaining. No, it's always the putts that doesn't contribute anything to the group. What have you done other than troll and this guy sucks and this guy's a piece of shit and blah, blah, blah and go Leafs and everyone else sucks and Reeves would get ended by Probert, blah, blah, blah. But you never, all you do is troll and mouth off. You don't put up any pictures. You certainly have never uploaded any videos. You contribute nothing. You're basically a fucking stain on the underwear of the group. You're the skid mark of the Enforcer Appreciation's underwear. Well, guess what? No one needs that. So that's my PSA. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Don't even bother. And at the same time, if you if a guy's really putting up a lot of good stuff, yeah, send him a note. Same thing with the... Now, I'm not saying send me the note, but like with the podcast. If you're listening to... I just did this the other day. Someone was saying at work, and it was interesting, because and it's true... Um, I was, we were in the lunchroom talking and like they said, everyone's really quick to go all Karen and let me talk to the manager or get on some review or bitch and complain when something doesn't go their way. And even if it's justified, whatever, but you know, we're always quick to complain when service is great somewhere, or you really enjoy someone's content, whether it be a podcast or a blog or what have you, do we ever send anything positive to that person? No. I'm, and I'm not, hey, I'm as guilty as anybody. We we're just, this is just a conversation we were having in the lunchroom. You know, we're quick to bitch, but we're, we're, we're really slow to praise. And it's true as a society. So I've kind of, uh, I, I was, I was thinking about that, um, as I was listening to, um, a, a podcast that I, I actually don't really listen to a lot of hockey podcasts other than the few that I've mentioned, but, um, most of the stuff I listen to is like gambling stuff. Make me sound like an addict. But, like, there's a risk of ruin, um, the ringer, um, just stuff like that. A couple of Las Vegas ones, um, you know, uh, follow the money with Mitch and Polly and stuff like that. I enjoy those shows. Um, but I was really getting into this, uh, risk of ruin. And it's, a you know, and it's just a biography on certain gamblers. And the guy does a really great job. And being a podcaster, I know the work that goes into it. The work that this guy would put into these episodes is, would be, would be steep. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't, you know, he doesn't follow me on Twitter or we're not, we've never conversed on social media. I just saw his thing on Spotify and just started downloading them. Um, but I saw, I searched out his Twitter account and, and just sent him a private message just saying how much I enjoyed his show. And, um, I hope he keeps the content coming cause I, I, I quite enjoy it. And, and he got back to me right away and thanked me and, you know, and that was it. Um, yeah. And every once in a while, like I've received, um, messages like that and again this isn't about me but i'm just saying i've i've received messages like that and i can tell you they're they're hey anytime you get praised it's always a good thing or it's always it's very humbling and very it's great when you when you read it and i mean hey i've gotten stuff hey you suck you know and you know whatever that's fine too i get constructive criticism all the time 
<laughs> family members, people in Vancouver, you know, and that's, hey, that's, that's how you learn. That's how you know. And yeah, and I, and I respect, and I respect it all. And that's what I want. I'd love hearing that, you know, I'm not just only, I want to only hear good things. Like, no, 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 I have no problem receiving criticism. Um, yeah, no problem. Um, but no, when you get that, when you get the uh, message, Hey bro, love the show, love what you're doing, keep it up, whatever. Been a long time listener. And, um, and th- those are really cool, um, to get. And, uh, and I, and like I said, I've been really, I've been guilty as much as everyone I'm yelling about at, you know, yeah, we're quick to criticize. Um, uh, although I can't remember the last time I asked to see the manager, but, uh, you know, we're quick to fucking bitch, but we're not so quick to, uh, to praise. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going forward here. I've, I've been trying to do that a little more lately. Well, we just started talking about it a couple of days ago, but, um, I'm really trying to start to do that, uh, because it's true, and uh, and I think we'd we'd be all in a better place if if all of us did that, My, you know. And again, I'm including myself in that. So, uh, yes. Anyway, so yeah, if you got something to bitch about the video, how about you just don't? Just keep on going. You'll find a video you like. Just whatever. Of course, last night the uh, the big thing coming out of the Montreal Toronto game was, of course, uh, Tavares catching that really scary knee from Corey Perry in the head. Um, Sounds he put out a statement today. It sounds like he's, you know, he's he's he. I think he's out for the season, or yeah, pretty much, or out for the series, or what have you. But uh, you know, but it sounds like he's recovering at home and what have you. That was scary stuff, and without a doubt, I'm not here to make light of that or anything. Of course, it was, um, but of course, immediately following that, uh, uh, Felino um, came out and challenged Perry to a fight, and they fought, <clears throat> and. Um, there was a, I was, I was surprised me actually, uh, there was a, cause I, I wasn't watching it or anything, but saw it on social media, but I was surprised by the number of people that really questioned the fight and just thought it was a really, um, and now I'm not talking about fucking Hurricane Boy 83, I could give it two shits about what he says, but, um, you know, but like a Ken Reed, PJ Stock, Barnaby, uh, old Knuckles Hockey, um, you know, all these people that I follow and I've conversed with and what have you, um, they all thought it was it was stupid and wasn't uh, needed, and they they really questioned it, and, and I was surprised actually, and um, not so much that, uh, or I guess I was more surprised at the fact that people didn't understand why Felino did it, because it was like, well, it was an accident. He didn't. He doesn't need to fight because of an accident and everything else. I don't know. It had nothing. That, in my opinion, it had nothing to do with the um, the action of Corey Perry. I think it was all a result of. You know, like I said, Felino, and like I argued with the one uh, with uh, Dave there. Um, I'm I'm not about as sitting on my couch. I'm not about to question a guy who's played a thousand NHL games and worn a letter for most of that time about his thought process. Because one, I'm not down there. I don't know what the buzz is on the bench that's going on. So, um, in terms of the whatever people like to use the term optics. It just didn't look good. To who? To you? Who are you? Like, of course, I think Ken Campbell had a partial stroke crying about it, and I'm sure all the media people did, what have you. Um, you know, I mean, even all of them were bitching about it. And I'm like, but I'm like, well, he's sitting there, he sees everyone on the bench is in shock, or, the, you know, like I, I kind of, my analogy was sort of like the air was let out of the balloon. 
So I guess he felt he's going to try to get the air back in the balloon. And, you know, it, it didn't work. And, you know, maybe Montreal got the pumped up out of it and whatever. Again, as I said to Knuckles, I said, well, in hindsight, okay, but, you know, you're... Everyone looks like a genius using hindsight. You know, and maybe when Felino got home afterwards, he was like, eh, you know, it wasn't the... I shouldn't have done that or whatever. But at the time, in that moment, he felt that that was the right play. That's good enough for me. Um, I've... You know, I, I I don't really know I don't really know how a fist fight can be that bad anyway. Like were that worked up over the timing of it. I mean I don't know. To me it was again, I guess I was just surprised that no one understood why it happened. Like everybody tried to kept trying to equate it to well, it was an accidental hit, he shouldn't have to fight for that. Well that wasn't what the fight was about though. Felino even said that in the post game. No, it was the the enthusiasm was gone. He was trying to get the boys back. Didn't really work. Well, he only lost 2-1. It wasn't like, holy shit, Montreal just decided to explode after the fight. But Perry took his beating with his hand. He didn't really fight back. And, you know, and everybody's like, oh, Montreal got more out of that than Toronto. Well, I don't know, did they? I guess, you know. It was 2-1, though. I mean, it wasn't like all of a sudden they ran away with things. But... You know, but I'm like, that's why he did it. It had nothing to do with the hit or that. It was the reaction of the bench and the mood at the time. So I'm like, I'm not sure why all these... And that whole number of guys are hockey guys. And I'm not really sure why they weren't making that connection. And or and if they did, they're like, well, I didn't agree with it. Well, okay, that's your opinion. That's fine. That's your opinion. You don't agree with it, but... That's why it happened. I don't know why you keep saying, why did it happen? That's why. And Felino thought it was the right idea. Well, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I mean, at the end of the day, who's to really say if it was good or bad? I mean, you know, and as Knox brought up, it was like, well, it's it's a really bad optics for the people that don't like fighting in hockey because it really was stupid and whatever. It's like, well, it wouldn't matter the timing whether it was good, bad, or otherwise, those people are going to cry about fighting regardless. I mean, if Corey Perry had blown Tavares up with a brutal hit, and Felino came running over and grabbed him and started fighting, they'd still complain that the fight was stupid. So it's like, you can't win for that. I mean, you can't... There's no point in being mad about the timing of that because all the anti it gives the anti-fight people ammunition. Shit, they don't need ammunition. They're just going to scream from the mountaintops regardless. You know? And I mean, hockey's never, that type of hockey's never coming back. Like, it's not. So, you know, and like I said, who are all the guys that, that answer the bell and do that type of thing? It's all the older generation of player. Like I said, Felino's on the back nine. Reeves is. Wilson's sort of mid, mid career, mid to end. Like, I don't know how old is he, about 30? Late 20s? So, you know, how many years does he have left? How many guys are coming that are that have that old school because pretty because there's still old school guys the Thorntons and the Simmons and guys like that around that could kind of shepherd the young guys and show them the way. But once those guys are gone, oh, who's showing them the way now? Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Like you think that happens in five years, they're going to step up to the plate on someone? No, I'm not knocking those guys, but they're just not going to. But I mean, and then I mean, I guess the argument, oh, the Tachooks. Well, yeah, but who's their dad? He's one of the best power forwards, right? So, I mean, they have that old, again, they have that old school. 
if, if but if you grow up and you're you know you're the old the old school is going to be gone and, and the guys that we're calling new school now in five or six years will be considered old school air quotes or not old school but they'll be considered veterans well they didn't grow up with this mindset again i'm not painting all of them but the majority of guys they're not going to do that they'll step up now and again on a big hit then everybody can cry that they shouldn't have to fight after a clean hit. Always. Oh, always. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's teams of three fights all year. But apparently there's just fights after every hit now. Uh, okay. Your, that math and the statement doesn't seem to add up, but whatever. I mean, there's, there's fight, there's teams with single digit fight totals. Majority of them have single digit fight totals. So no one on that team got hit then? Like, Really? Like, I know there's not a lot of contact, but I'm pretty sure, like, there was more than four hits. Their team got hit harder more more than four times in a year. So clearly there isn't a fight after every hit. So calm your tits with that bullshit. You know, but that, that's another one that people just love to yell, though. They shouldn't have to after a clean hit. It's ridiculous. I will say a lot of times when there is a big hit and there's a fight after, I said it's probably because the people are, everyone's actually surprised someone threw a hit where the boards rattled. So maybe it does, they're, they're in more, they're fighting out of shock more than anything. But, you know, really? Like we're still going to go on about there's a fight after every hit? I mean, I don't watch, is, is hitting that minimal that maybe there is? I don't think so though. Not according to the numbers. Um, you know, but to get back to the Felino thing, like I said, it was his call. Um, uh, hey, it bought stock and Barnaby and them. Um, it's their opinion. Um, you know, and maybe it was a, a bad time to fight and bad look and whatever. And, you know, okay, maybe it was. At the time, he thought it was the right thing to do. Team was down. That's what he was trying to do. That's what he said he was doing in the, in the afterwards. I, I don't know why, I, I, like I said, I, to that Dave guy said that, that's why he was doing it. Wow, well, we'll see. Well, why else, you're a hockey guy, why do you, why else do you think he was doing it? Like, I, I don't know, it was just a real bizarre scene last night on, on Twitter. Like, I expect the stupid shit from Penguin's Girl and, you know, someone with a, numerous hashtags and, you know, but, no, you expect, like, no, I expect it from the guy with the Japanese anime uh, profile picture. And it wasn't that I was shocked that Knuckles Hockey and Barnaby and all these guys were saying that. Again, I was more in the camp of like, you really, you don't know why? Like, now you might not agree with what he, why, or clearly they didn't agree, but you might not agree with his reasoning, but that's his reason. So, you know, who are we to quite, you know, are, like I said, we're not down there. We don't have the feel of the of the bench. Um Maybe it was the wrong call. Maybe it wasn't. At the end of the day, it's just a fist fight. Uh, it's just a hockey fight. I, I, I don't think... That, the fact that hockey Twitter has to blow everything up completely out of the water, where it beca- it, it, it gets to the point of non, nonsensical. Yeah. It, 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 and it wasn't. It was just... It was a fight after a, a hit or an unfortunate accident. And I think, unfortunately, when you see the visual of, of Tavares and stuff, I think I think as viewers as well, I mean, if you're watching that and you're a diehard fan, and well, you don't have to be a diehard, just be human with emotions. But like I said, but, you know, people watching it, the big Leaf fans or what have you, you know, you see something like that. Yeah, and it, it just, as fans, it would be um, 
I mean, it was a, no one wants to see it. It wasn't like something I went back and I saw the, the highlight of it, but, um, I didn't go back and review it and, you know, uh, no one wants to see that. So obviously there was a, there was a, a lot, a lot of enthusiasm and, and the, the spirit of the, of the game left the building or the, and the viewership when that, something like that happens, you know, and unfortunately Felino tried to get it back. And, and like I said, maybe it was a bad look. Um, but again, like somebody said, oh, it's a bad look. Well, you know, according to who? Again, who who is it a bad look to as well? Ken Campbell? Anime guy? Well, who I, who gives a shit, you know? Apparently, oh, all these Montreal fans. Oh, okay, well, you're, you're a little fanboy and like, who cares? You think, I'm like, you think Felino gives a shit that you don't, that you didn't like it? That the optics weren't good? Like, oh, okay, well, he's, he's just trying to win a game. And yeah, it's his friend and, and captain and everything else that's laid out. And yeah, your emotions are going to run and high. You're probably clearly not thinking straight. Um, you're looking down at the, at the other 17 guys and everyone's got their, you know, fucking eyes down. And, you know, the, the energy is gone. And you're in a playoff game. Like if that was a mid-season game in fucking uh, December, it's probably not going to do that. But it's a playoffs, so that's why. It happened right wrong or otherwise that's why so it'll be interesting to see going forward um what happens um you know like i said i wish the best for Tavares, and uh hopefully he makes a recovery and can get back at her and uh i i have no hope for hockey twitter that's going to be as moronic as ever and it's amped up more so in the playoffs yeah people are morons that's like I said on Twitter last night, I've said I've been on Twitter for a long time and I should know, but I I am honestly amazed every time I, I log into hockey or to Twitter and scroll and read the stupidity of people. I'm, I'm always surprised. And I don't know why I shouldn't be, but I am at the, at just the level of stupid, at the stupidness that goes on. And it's amazing to me, a lot of it. Like, like I said, I'm not an anime guy with eight followers and, you know, he's been a big fan for seven minutes and not that guy. I mean, you expect him to be a moron, but I mean, these are people with like blue check marks. Like these are media people that are covering the game or they have some involvement in the, in the, the reporting of it or what have you. And they're so fucking clueless, which leads to, of course, and they look and they got 20,000 followers. So then it's no wonder we have so many goofy motherfuckers on here because they just go out and parrot what this idiot says and then it's no wonder why social media is the way it is um or hockey twitter i mean you just look at the the goofs that cover this sport from the hockey news to the athletic and what have you it's just embarrassing and you know whatever enough of that let's wrap this up but before we go i had promised at the top of the hour i am uh i'm going to discuss the how you, the respect, the code, oh, the sacred code, and how you earn it in a fight. So all you future enforcers out there, listen to these. These these are the, some simple tips so you can earn massive social media cred, whether it be on Twitter or Facebook fan groups. Because, I mean, you want to be thought of that's just an honorable warrior. So these are the tips that I'm going to give you so you can re- achieve that status. 
Okay. First of all, the fight can't be staged. It has to mean something. We don't want any of that staged business. No. So don't, like, if, if it's in pregame warm-up and, you know, don't cruise the red line. If someone comes over the center ice, I'm sure it was by accident. They didn't mean anything by it. Certainly don't address the issue because yeah, I mean, you just look bush at that point. Um, you know, certainly don't uh, cross-check them. You know, we don't want that because, you know, despite even even for, you know, because you'll be questioned by people that played the, that did perform that role for 15 years if you do that. Well, if they perform that role 15 years and that now they have a podcast or have a TV gig, they'll question you. So you don't want to be questioned by those guys. So, you know, don't be setting anything up ahead of, ahead of time where the, you know, if the cameras catch you, it just looks, it's, it's Bush League. Okay. Now comes to the time when there, when, when there's going to be a fight. Um, first of all, you must ask properly. If your opponent says no, accept that and move on without fuss. Don't push the issue because that's against the code. Again, I'm just I'm just trying to help future enforcers out there understand the code. If they say yes, wish them good luck in the tussle. If you're going to square off, even if you're upset, even if they've hit a teammate and your teammate's down, you you have to be fair. You always have to be fair. I mean, you know, and and but then again, unless he's smaller than you. Now, if he's smaller than you, it that's just a bush move. You can't do it. Um, also, he has to be within the same the same age, or if he's not the same age, has to be within at least forty five to one hundred and twenty five weeks. Anything other than that is bush. You know, and you don't want to be perceived as a joke in these Facebook groups. You really don't. It's it's just really detrimental to your career. So I'm try again, I'm just trying to help you. Just please heed this advice. Also, tr well, also try to get as much information ahead of time. You know, how many career fights has your opponent had? You know, is if there's if there's I'd say a difference of maybe five between the two of you, um, you can't fight them. That's that's Bush League. You can't. So it has to be within five. Okay, so now if you get into the fight and you're in the fight and you gain an advantage, I mean, immediately call in the refs to break it up. You don't want to, you don't want to uh, inflict too much harm on a, on a, on a war, on a fellow warrior. You don't want to do that. Um, call the refs in, even when they're breaking it up, remain on scene, you know, check the opponent's condition. If he seems hurt, apologize profusely. Nobody wants that. Uh, you know, because you never want to appear, you never want to appear uh, overly aggressive. Uh, you know, no gestures. You don't want to make any sellies on the way to the penalty box or in the penalty box. Save that for when you score. Um, don't mock or make fun of an opponent. We don't want people feeling insecure about their uh, pugilistic skills. Um, you know, 
always be encouraging. Uh, well in the box. Again, offer encouragement. Perhaps offer some some summer workouts. Um, you know, maybe some tips. Um, before exiting the box, wish them luck for the remainder of the season. Um, you know, all, these are just some a few of the helpful hints that I've picked up by joining these Facebook groups and uh, and and dealing with the knowledgeable fans that are in there. Um, uh, you also you earn extra code points uh, by poly, by calling them a warrior on social media or uh, commending them on an honorable battle. In the uh, post-game presser, if you, if you do that, that's extra code points, and that goes a long way on on social media. Um, if you want to be thought of 28 years from now, you know, if you, you don't want to break any of these because inevitably, you know, in um, this time in 2041, someone might upload a video um, on from the YouTube's and. Uh, if you appear overly aggressive on that, uh, it can really tarnish your legacy. So, and no one wants that. So, I, I just wanted to share those tips for you guys, for the future enforcers out there. Um, you know what? As sad as this is, if if you legitimately wrote down the Facebook, some of the responses these goofs leave... In the replies, that's exactly, this is exactly the list you'd get. These lists, these things here that I'm writing off, or that I've read off that that are so, um, obviously, far, it's like a farce. I didn't just come up with those. I legitimately read those throughout these last little while on social media. And comments that have been left on videos and stuff. That it's literally, if you do not follow those things, they'll say you broke the code or they yell about the code and it's just embarrassing. But this is where we're at in terms of fighting. Um, you know, at this point, it's just, everyone agree, let's throw three jersey jabs and break clean. That's, you know, but but only, you know, maybe, I don't even know when anymore. It, I mean, if you fight after a hit, it's stupid. If you do it before that, it's staged, and that's stupid because um, staged fights don't mean anything. Apparently, I, I, again, I don't know who's who's making the call of whether it's staged or not, or what that even means. But this is where we're at, though. They'd love to throw the terms around, the code and staged and everything else. And the sad thing is, is even today's players use them and just accept them like like it's just normal vernacular within the game and it's just like no it's not but it's this new age horse shit so i don't know like i i i don't know when i when i hear an older player use the word the code i just cringe and and a lot of times i've, I've found lately that a lot of these um ex-players and stuff they have real selective memories because it's like, no, that, that didn't happen that way, <laughs> you know? So I don't know who you're trying to fool, but, uh, for those of us that were there in the eighties and the nineties, it's like, no, that didn't, you know, that, that wasn't like that. 
I mean, I think everyone wants to, like, I always say they, they have this idyllic, like Norman Rockwell view of it. And it's like, no, that's not how it was. Like, this isn't Smallville. Like, no, it was gritty and dirty and people didn't give a shit. You didn't give a shit. So I don't know what you're talking about like that now for, you know, but I don't know if they're just, like I said, if they're trying to win hockey Twitter points or something, I have no idea, but I guess it makes for a better story. Makes for a better fantasy. I don't I don't know. Better hashtag, hashtag warrior. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, <laughs> that was a little, uh, our, my checklist of, of the code, the code checklist. So, but anyway, guys, that's, uh, I've rambled long enough. I, that was sort of some nonsensical. Well, I mean, you know, when has it ever made sense around here? But I hope everyone's enjoying the long weekend and, uh, I've kind of done this in two parts. I started on yesterday, on Friday after work, and now it's Saturday afternoon, and uh, still rambling. But uh, oh, no phone calls. I really need this condo to sell, boys and girls. Nothing yet. It's getting uh, getting a little little anxious. But uh, ugh, I hate this waiting. But anyway, I won't bore you with my problems already. But. Uh, uh, that's it guys. Um, I will come, I will be back on Wednesday and, uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a, have a happy and safe weekend. Thanks everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 